Welcome to Transition Church Podcast, a place for growth and revelation. Thank you for tuning in. Now, your host, Paul the Lion Huntington. Dear Holy Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. We just ask Lord, you just minister to us. Help us to understand your word and to actually let it soak in so we could actually use it. So we ask you, Lord, you just bless us now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So today, I'm going to talk to you about releasing spiritual blockage. Releasing spiritual blockage. Now, in our minds, um, you know, I was like, well, what are, you, what are you talking about? Well, God was showing me on Facebook good old Facebook, um, of, you know, rivers that were blocked by debris. And guys would come in and they would remove it and, you know, remove uh, beaver dams, remove all these type of things that were blocking the flow of a river. And it, and it actually helped the, um, the ecosystem once that river was flowing. So God was showing me about, you know, releasing the a spiritual blockage. A lot of times we're, we're uh, going after God. We're, 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 you know, reading his word, but we just feel like this is it. And that's not true. That's not always true. So let's see. It's going to read from Job 28, 11. He binds the floods from overflowing and the things that is hid brings he forth to light. So what is this, what the saying is God will stop a flow of something in your life so you can analyze and see what's going on. Because sometimes when you, you're, you're going with the flow, you don't really think the job is good, house is good, family is good, relationships are good. You don't have time, you don't really think about things that are happening or things that are messing up or anything like that because why? Everything's good. But I'm not saying God brings bad to your life. No, he stops things like, you know, um, things to, that, that, you know, you're doing good and everything like that. And then you start to think, okay, what's going on? Like, I need to analyze me. I need to see what I'm doing. I need to realize what I need to change. Because a lot of times we don't know what we change until somebody brings it up, right? You know, we'd be like, okay, I, I, I'm good. You know, I, nobody's telling me there's anything wrong with me, so I'm good. But then someone says, hey, you know, you get mad too much. Like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. I don't get mad, you know, or, or, you know, you, you hate on people too much. Okay. I didn't realize that because a lot of times we don't realize of that, the, what's going on unless we have an outside source. Okay, so God brings the people to bring or brings instruments, tools to let us see the outside source of seeing the inside of our life outside of the house. So question, big question, what is stopping your flow? Now, we could narrow it down. We could, you know, say this, this and this. But right now we're going to talk about you. You can stop your flow, your spiritual flow. You can say, well, I'm not spiritual enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not uh, as churchy as most people, or I, I, I don't go to church on, on, on a daily basis. I only go on Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Mother's Day. That's the only time I go to church. But it could be a reason of I'm not good enough, or I go to church and I get judged right off the bat. Oh, man, what's he doing here? What's she doing here? Well, what are you doing here? If, if, if we look at church as a hospital, 
you know, as I always say, well, then you go there, you're not worried about the person or the patient in the next room, you worry about you. So you're not like, oh, man, that sneeze sounds bad. I wonder if they're okay. No. Doctor, come see me. Help me. Church is that way. You go there so you can become better, so you can change. So you're not good enough. You start looking at yourself, and that could cause a spiritual blockage. You know, wearing a mask. A lot of times we wear masks on a daily basis. To hide what we really feel. We put that grin on like, I'm good. I'm okay. But you're not. There's a shirt that I, I, I like. It's, it says, um, okay in red, but it says broken in black. B-R-O. O is red. K is red. E-N. I'm okay, but you're really broken. But we put on the mask, this whole facade of, you know, I, I, I'm all that in a bag of chips. I don't have to worry about this, that, and the other. And, and I don't need uh, somebody telling me that, that I'm, I'm hurting or anything like that because I'm not. I'm good. But we wear a mask. Sometimes we wear a mask at church. We put this on facade of, I'm so spiritual. I'm really spiritual. How you doing? I'm next to God. But we're really not. What, what's the point? Like, I'm going to make a statement that uh, might p- make people be like, what? Oh, my goodness. Titles. So, this is not the statement, but I just want to share, you know, the, t- the, the statement is coming. So, titles. We give ourselves titles so we can look better than what we really are. So, as the saying says, titles, they only work when you don't give them to yourself. Let me read that again. Titles, they only work when you don't give them to yourself. You know, there's people, I'm I'm apostle, bishop, evangelist, person. Okay. And? Well, you know, that's who I am. Uh, Okay. Who, where, where did that title come from? The greatest in the kingdom of heaven is a servant. doesn't matter what title you have as long as you serve. Well, you know, there's a person who's like, hey, man, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm leadership. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about leadership. You are? Yeah, yeah, put me in a leadership position. Okay, well, here's a toilet brush. Man, I'm here to lead. You lead by serving. That's the biggest thing, but we want to give us a title so we have a status of when when people see us, we're like, yes, I'm this. So they think you're better, bigger and better than what you really are. No. So here's the statement. The church is master of wearing masks. We wear masks all the time. When people come in, we're like, wear a mask of, I'm better than you. When we're in public, I can't associate with you because I'm better than you, or I, I forget where my past is, so I put on a mask so I don't have to tell about my past or tell about what I've done wrong. We wear these masks on a continual basis in the church, and we're wondering, why isn't the Spirit flowing? Well, the Spirit's not flowing because we're not honest. We're not honest about what we're doing. We're not honest about what we're saying. we just in the place of wearing a mask. Being religious. 
Well, I don't understand why our church numbers are down. Because you judge too much. Nobody wants to come to church. Because there's, there's not a place of healing, it's a place of judgment. So it causes people to leave. You want your, your, your churches to be filled? Guess what? Invite the Spirit of God, who is in wholeness and truth. See, God reveals what is in the dark. He reveals what's hidden. He reveals what needs to change. But it's our choice on whether we want to change or not. It's our choice on whether we want to take that mask off and be like, all right, this is what I really look like. So, like, last night I was, like, rubbing my face, and I realized I have this pimple right here. It's a big one. You want me? Here, let me show you. Right here. Right here. That, that right there. You see it? It's, it's, it's underneath. You can't see it, but, you know, I have a pimple. Okay? So, it messed up my face. No, it didn't. But I want to put on a mask and be like, I'm all down in bad kiss. Dude, you have a pimple. No, I don't. Looks like you have a rhino horn coming out of your face. Oh, no, it's not. I'm good. No. Let's be honest. You could cover up the pimple. You could uh, put uh, cover up or makeup or whatever over the pimple. And the thing is, is the pimple is still going to be there. Until we're ready to deal with the pimple. Then we have to be honest, right? Because I could always say it's not here. Nothing's in this part of my face. But it has to be honesty. So even when it comes to the, the fivefold ministry, right? The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Okay? Fivefold ministry. But a lot of times we are uh, put a spiritual blockage on ourselves because, of, oh, only spiritual things are for them. Only them. They can only do it. I, I'm just, I just read my Bible and go to church. That's it. So that's all I'm good for. And um, all the spiritualness and all the leadership stuff, that's all about them. That's all them. Nothing but them. So we put that ourselves in a category of, well, you know, I'm only a pastor. That's all I am. I can't do anything else but a pastor. Well, I'm only an evangelist. I can't do anything that a pastor does. Or, or I'm only a, a, a prophet. I can only uh, prophesy. That's all I can do. I can't do anything else. And we put ourselves in a category which stops the flow of the Spirit because the Spirit wants to, wants to show you and take you into new levels. But yet we're like, no, this is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm, I'm called to do. So a mechanic could only be a mechanic. So what if some plumbing issues happens at the house? Does he just say, I can't, I'm only a plumb, I'm only a mechanic, I can't plumb. No, the mechanic would be like, oh, I need to fix this because I have a water leak. So he becomes a plumber, right? Hmm. A teacher doesn't say, all I do is teach. Well, okay. So if you need to build something, you become a builder, right? See, we, we, we hinder ourselves in growth because we just stick to the title that we think we have. And sometimes we have the title of whatever. This is all I can be. And you're not even that. Some of us are feeling, fit, filling a title that's not even belongs to us. God didn't create you to even do that. One guy, I, uh, he was like, man, I want to be in the limelight. And God's like, no, I didn't create you to be in the limelight. I created you to be backstage. But I'm supposed to be in front on stage and preaching and all this stuff. God's like, I didn't build you for that. I built you to be behind stage as a support system. 
But a lot of us aren't comfortable with what God made us to be. We want to be, uh, you know, the famous person. We want to be the person in front of the camera. We want to be the person over here getting all the glory. And God didn't teach us. God didn't build build us to accept the glory. He built us to give the glory, and that's to Him. So we put ourselves in the category of only them, right? Only them. I can't be good. I can't follow God as true as they can because only them. We stop at only them. Well, what about you? Nah, you know. Some men even, well, my wife is a spiritual, spiritual person in our family. You're the head of your household. You should be the spiritual head. Oh, uh, well. Well, my kids, you know, they're, they're spiritual. They go to church on a daily basis. I leave all that spiritual stuff to them. It's not about being spiritual. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. That's where it comes down to. Letting God be your Heavenly Father. Letting God be your Savior. Letting God teach you and help you grow. It's not just for them. It's for all of us. So those are like the spiritual blockage. Those, those things that stop a river from flowing, your spiritual river from flowing. And in that blockage, things start to get stagnant. There has to be a flow. So have you ever been to like a pond and it smells so horrible and nasty? And then you look and there's dead fish in there. And you're like, okay, that, that's gross. Like nothing wants to live in a pond. Nothing. It's gross. It smells bad. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. There are things that live in a pond called mosquitoes, and they are not nice. I mean, literally, like, you hear this high-pitched buzzing noise, and then you're, like, looking around, and it's, like, landing on you. And... Nobody likes mosquitoes. Nobody's like, hey, man. <sighs> Thank God for mosquitoes. We would like to take a brief break from this episode with a word from our sponsors. Welcome back as we continue with this episode. My brother out here already itching, right? You feel that mosquito bite. It ain't fun. Nobody says thank God for mosquitoes. Especially the mosquitoes in Texas. I mean, oh my gosh, they're like horses. They literally pick you up and take you away. But when it comes down to it, we sometimes get spiritually stagnant and we're like, what? Nothing's happening. Like, I'm just stuck. Nothing's going on. We need to analyze ourselves so we're able to undo the blockage. What's hindering you? And remove it stick by stick. Mud, rocks, Remove those things out of your life so you can actually have a flow. God called you to be a flow, a living, a, 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 a river of living water, not a pond of nastiness. Religion is stagnant. Religion is, is nasty. You know, like we have literally missed the mark of what religion really is. We say, you know, going to church and everything is religion, and it is. But God didn't call us to just do things traditional or, or do things that we always do all the time. It, it's, it's the thing of a relationship. Relationships go up, down, sideways, and there's growth. 
there's weaknesses, there's all these things going on in a relationship, but it's a steady flow. When a marriage gets stagnant, guess what happens? Somebody wants to leave. Right? There's a flow. There has to be a flow. God is calling the church, let alone every disciple, to analyze themselves and see, am I really flowing? Or am I stagnant in where I'm at? Am I literally looking at all the, the leadership of the church and say, yeah, they're, they're the ones that are called to go deeper. They're the ones who are called to go after God. I'm just there to just receive. There's many people in church who are actually spiritually obese. And it's not a good thing because they don't just take the word. They eat it and then they just sit on it. Instead of eat it and move Exercise what we've learned. Spiritual blockage. God has called us to be a roaring river. Where everybody, whenever we go anywhere, people are like, wow, you know, I'm just so touched by your spirit. I'm touched by who you are. What do you have that makes you happy? What do you have that you, that smile? What is that? We should be that to people around us. Not the ones with the masks that has that smile that's fake and you no. To be real, to be genuine, genuinely in love with Jesus. That's where it comes down to. Only Jesus could t- change things. Only Jesus could bring growth. Only Jesus could could help change the whole situation. But we have to be honest and surrender and say, Jesus, I have this blockage right here, and I need help. Some of us need that spiritual enema. We've been constipated for God knows how long, and it's sick, and it's nasty, but sometimes we need that. Just letting you know. We need to have a release. So Romans 8, 16 through 17, the spiritual, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So there it is. Who are you? You are good enough. You are spiritual enough. You are the son and daughter of the living God. That's who you are. You are heirs. You are heirs and joint heirs, meaning you are in the same heir as Jesus. Joint heirs. That's who you are. So it's not the, oh, it's only good for them. No, you. You are. But it's the recognition of, of I am a son of the living God. Well, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Nature is waiting for us to understand who we are and to walk like we are sons and daughters of God. It's not the thing of, well, you know, I just... You know, God doesn't want me to use me in the capacity as, as, as that guy on TV. Or God doesn't want to use me in the capacity of that guy who's walking down the street with a cross. Or, well, I don't think that's 
that's what I'm just I'm just me. No. That's not it. We have created these beaver dams which are called human dams in our life. That shouldn't be there. We are sons and daughters of the living God. I think it's time to tear down that dam. I think it's time to tear down those those things that we have set us apart from God. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up the serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So, it, it's the fivefold ministry, and it's them that believe. Now, I'm not telling you to go get and pick up a snake and be like, hey, check out this rattler. No. Okay, don't be stupid. I'm not telling you to go home and drink a whole gallon of antifreeze. I'm not telling you to do that. My uh, Story time. My grandma, okay? She was in Sri Lanka. And in Sri Lanka, there's so many different types of uh, real religions and stuff like that. There's priests and there's witches and all this stuff, right? Witch doctors, all that. And so she went to a minister somewhere, and a witch doctor in disguise came and invited her to to his house and everything like that. So she went, and um, he offered her tea, and she drank it. And so she left and everything like that. And the next day, a couple days later, the, the witch doctor, seen that she was still ministering, and she had a crusade going on, and he was shocked. He didn't know what was going on. So he went to her, and he's like, how are you still alive? And she's like, what do you mean? He goes, I put poison in your tea. She's like, oh, well, that was the best tea I tried ever. It was good. See, they shall drink poise deadly things and it shall not hurt them it's not the thing of us testing god and be like hey man crack open a bottle of uh motor oil and see what happens no it's when people try to harm us and we're going after god god protects us he helps us but those signs will follow them that believe so you put, your, put yourself in a category of believe. We're not seeing the flow of God. Why? Because we don't believe. We don't see God do miraculous things. Why? Because we don't believe. We don't see God's uh, a presence come into a church and literally shake the whole church. Why? Because we don't believe. See, we if we full wholeheartedly believe in Jesus and know that he's the son of God, know that the Holy Spirit will flow in powerful ways and signs and wonders will follow you that believe, the things is we'll start to see things. See, this generation now doesn't want to hear this. They want to see it. The world is showing you, showing them, hey man, bling, oh yeah, you know, this, that, and the other, but the thing is this, is when it comes down to it, are the church, is the church showing the power of God, or is the church lacking of? 
Oh, Paul, see, there you are preaching to the choir. Well, then show me. Show me. Show me that you're walking in the power of God. Show me that you have a relationship with Jesus. Show me. Don't tell me. Show me. And I'm not saying just show me. The world is waiting for the church to actually get it right. To show what we profess all this time about how Jesus loves and how Jesus is real and how Jesus is life and how all these things. But the world's like, we don't see it. Sons and daughters of God, let us walk in the mantle and calling of Jesus. Let us walk with the understanding of who God is and who we are to God. These signs shall follow them that believe. Well, I just got saved yesterday. Well, believe. Oh. Oh, it's that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. We make it too complicated. You got to go through 20 years of seminary, plus you got to go through Bible college afterwards, and then you got to, you know, serve at a church, and you have to be a deacon, you have to be an elder before you do all this. Any praying and laying the hands, any of miracles, anything like that, you need to do, have all that accomplished. No, it's just believe. Believe. God is waiting for a church to be in the awe factor of, wow, God. And God's like, oh, he thought that was cool. Wait, let me show you this. Just like a father to a son. If a father hits a baseball and, and he's like, the son's like, wow, you hit it so hard and it bounced so many times. Uh-uh, watch this, son. And he knocks it over the fence. Oh, my goodness, Dad. You hit the ball way over the fence. <gasps> wow. Now, son, watch this. And he hits it all the way to the parking lot. As a father, we want to impress our children, blow our children's minds. Well, God is waiting for us to be in the awe factor of God. You're so awesome. God's like, hold on, watch this. But in order to see that, we need to undo the dams that we have brought up, we have raised up. The categories we have put ourselves in, the masks that we have wearing, we need to take those off and we need to be honest and say, okay, God, come, speak to me. I know where I'm at spiritually. You know where my heart is, but I want to reveal to you where my heart is so we can grow. So if that's you, you put yourself in this category, you, you've done all these things, and you just feel like, man, I'm just a nasty old pond. I'm not a flowing river. Well, let's pray. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are here and those who are watching. I ask you, Lord, you just minister to them. Reveal to them those blockage. Reveal to them the dams that have set before you, revealed to them on what is needed to remove them. I ask you, Lord, you just minister to them. I ask you, Lord, you just bless them, Lord God. And I ask you, Lord, that you just help them grow. You called us to be the church and which is your bride. Help us to be the fiance that you, you have called us to be. So if you want to surrender, just repeat after me. Say, God, 
I'm done. I quit. I give up. I no longer own me. You own me. Teach me. Guide me. Show me what you want me to do. And I will do it for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I surrender. Take a deep breath. Let it all out. Welcome to your new life. We'll see y'all later. Thank you for listening to Transition Church Podcast. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with someone you love. 